You are listening to the Overreaction Bills podcast on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, rate, and leave a review if you enjoy it. And now, here's your host, the voice of the Overreaction Bills podcast, Joe Miller. going on everybody welcome welcome into another bills victory monday edition of the overreaction bills podcast brought to you by the market dominator on the buffalo fanatics podcast network i am your host joe miller the voice of the overreaction bills podcast and you can find me on twitter as always at joe miller wired and whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee <laughs> on the commute to work or at the gym with your airpods in let me just say welcome it is so good as always just to have you with us with that being said this show uh is is all about you uh i consider myself just a fan this is this is a show uh made by a fan for the fans and i'm just glad you're here with me i'm glad you're here with me on yet another an eight and three version of victory monday for the buffalo bills as the buffalo bills have defeated the Los Angeles Chargers, 27 to 17 in a game that was, I don't know, what do you say? Um, this team has a uh, a knack for, and you can call it, there, there were people calling me out on Twitter uh, during this football game about not letting the PTSD of the past get to me. And I'm going to be honest with you. It gets to me, bro. <laughs> it just, it. I just... The, at many given points in the game, week after week, I'm like, that's it. That's the play that's going to lose us this game. And then like another play will happen. Up, oh, up. Oh, that's it. That's that's the play that's going to lose us this game. It just, I, I, and I know that I'm not the only one. And I don't mean to be super negative, Nancy guy. I'm not Homer guy either. I probably have more Homer in me than super negative Nancy guy. But there's just the reality is, is, and I know you feel it too. We sit on the couch and we sit there and we bite all of our fingernails off. And we're just like, that's it. That's the play that just lost the game for us. <laughs> and sure enough, the Bills do something. They step up where they need to step up. And this was a very, it was a very interesting football game. It wasn't what I would consider a complete football game, uh, but it was entertaining. It was fun to watch. There was a lot of great takeaways. And I want to get into some of that. Uh, but before I do, before I get into that, I want to talk about my show's sponsor. So the guy that sponsors this show is known by the name, uh, I, we, I call him the market dominator. He calls himself that too, but, but his name is John Spazcheck. And John Spazcheck is a real estate agent with Keller Williams. Um, and I just want to read a quick testimony uh, from, from, one of, from, a, from a guy that I know uh, by the name Josh Keller. And Josh, used, Josh and his wife Jenny used John to purchase their first home. And this is what Josh says about John. The experience my wife and I had with John Spazcheck was unlike any other real estate agent. John isn't just about making a quick sale to cash in. He wants to see every one of his clients succeed in the home they choose. Break for a moment. That's important. And you don't want somebody just to, to sell you whatever house you want. You want somebody to, to find a house that fits you and your family's needs. Uh, he listens, teaches, explores, negotiates, and celebrates you with every step of the home buying process. I used John as well. And the thing about John, this is uh, me, Joe, talking now, is he literally takes you through every part of the house, talks to you about the roof, talks to you about the foundation, talks to you about the HVAC, talks to you about the things in the house that he sees just from his experience. Uh, but John is great. Uh, so I'm going to finish this up with, uh, when we decided to put an offer on our house, John guided us through the negotiation process, process and helped us come to a price we felt comfortable with, but one that was also competitive enough, pe competitive enough to potentially win. Because as we know, winning is what's important. When we did win the house, he called and celebrated with us on the purchase, our first home. John Spascheck has the knowledge, professionalism, vision, and focus that is needed. He understands the home buying process through and through and offers that understanding with open hands. 
John is by far the best real estate agent in Western New York. If you go with John Spascheck, you will not be disappointed. You've heard me say it many times. Uh, I've used John. I know a, a million people that have used John. If you're looking to buy a home, if you're looking to sell a home, call John Spascheck. You can reach him at 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. You can also read 98, sorry, talking fast. You can already also reach him. Uh, via email, youreletebroker at gmail.com. That email address, youreletebroker at gmail.com. And you can catch him on Twitter at youreletebroker. John is also Bill's Mafia, which is important on this show. So uh, with that, just give John a call. Let him know that The Voice sent you if you're looking to buy or sell a home. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this football game. <laughs> good news, bad news. <laughs> I got a lot of good I got this. I'm going to title this show. I don't title my shows. But I'm going to title this show Good News, Bad News. And this is where I'm going to start. Good News, Bad News. The good news, I'm now 1-0 in my Corey Bohorkas jersey. You heard me right. I am now 1-0 in my Corey Bohorkas jersey. The bad news, I now own a Corey Bohorkas jersey. <laughs> so for those of you that are not aware, uh, those of you that do not tune into the Hump Day hotline or listen to the the tape uh, the day after when it's posted as far as the podcast itself. Uh, my, my former co-host on the Hump Day Hotline, Jay Spence the King, who was also my best friend, uh, we had a bet uh, early in the season because I have hammered Corey Bohorquez through the offseason and last season, gotten uh, Twitter fights with Sal Capaccio and just other people just about what I felt my feelings about Corey Bohorquez were. Coming into the season, I made a bet with, with Jay Spence. I said, look, if Corey Bohorquez has a good season because Jay Spence was convinced that Corey Bohorquez was injured, that he was still lagging from some injury stuff and he had some issues. And I was convinced that Corey Bohorquez is just shank eponymous and is always going to be very unreliable, which let's be honest, two weeks ago in a very critical football game against the Cardinals, he had a 12 yard punt. Corey Bohorquez did, but he's also had some boomers this season. So I'm not asking for perfection. But I never thought that he would amount to, you know, being a quality NFL starter. And and Spence said, look, you know, are you willing to make me a bet? And I said, look, I'll make the bet. I said, if Corey Bohorquez becomes a solid NFL starter, a solid NFL punter, I'll buy a Corey Bohorquez jersey. Well, here I sat to, uh, during this football game wearing my Corey Bohorquez jersey. And I'm still wearing it. So I'm, I'm good news, bad news to start this show. I'm one to know in my Corey Bohorquez jersey. <laughs> and the bad news is, is I now am the proud owner <laughs> of a Corey Bohorquez jersey. And I'm going to wear it until the Bills lose again. And then I might burn it after that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, th but there was a lot of good from this game. And let's just be honest. There was a lot of bad from this game. And I don't want to harp on necessarily either. So we're going to go through just some big thoughts that I have from this football game on the Overreaction Bills podcast here on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network, brought to you by the market dominator, John Spazcheck. Call him. Uh, but I'm going to talk about big thoughts that I have, uh, special teams, big thoughts that I have for the offense, big thoughts that I have for the defense, and the Chargers are in there. And inside of these big thoughts, I'm doing things a little different today. Inside of these big thoughts are basically goods and bads, right? So I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I don't want to be a homer. Uh, I just want to come at you real, and I want to feel, basically, I want to, I want to project, if you will, what you guys are feeling as well. But here's the thing. The Buffalo Bills are a pass-first football team, period. I'm going to say that again. The Buffalo Bills are a pass-first football team. The run for the Buffalo Bills should be complementary. And we should be passing to set up the run, not the other way around. We should not be trying to run, and we should not be so focused on the fact that our run game sucks, to use a, 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 a term, and it wasn't exactly prolific in this football game either. It was forced, and they found some holes late in the game when the Chargers' defensive line was starting to get a little bit tired, and their primary linebacker went out of the game as well. Don't, don't be fooled by what you saw in this football game. And don't also take the side that somehow we have to force ourselves because that's what NFL teams are supposed to do, to be a run-first football team. We don't have to be. The Patriots were never a run-first football team for the most part. The Any team that Peyton Manning was on was never really a run-first football team, even when he had Edron James and Marshall Falk. The Chiefs are not a run-first football game or football team. Sorry if I was saying game. They're not, uh, not, not run-first football teams. The Bills don't have to be a run-first football team. The run can be complementary to the pass. You can set up the pass or set up the run. Sorry, you can use the pass to set up the run in the NFL today. Teams do it all the time. 
I'm over the experiment. For many reasons, I'm over the experiment. I'm over of the shuffling on the offensive line. I'm over the deciding who's better and who's not. I'm over the game-to-game decisions. I'm over benching uh, Mitch Morse for Feliciano to play center. I'm over. I'm really over Brian Winters, who got the start in this football game again, and I don't understand it, and people were blowing up my Twitter feed. I don't get it. I'm over the the bouncing and the shuffling to the point that even in this football game, it made them not pass protect well. The one the one thing that this offensive line had going for it is they were very good at pass blocking. They were not so good in this game. And granted, with that, you know, let's be honest, Joey Bosa is a havoc wreaker. Joey Bosa is that guy, and I want to talk about him a little bit later, but Joey Bosa is that guy that I keep telling you is missing from this defense. Joey Bosa is a all-world, all-generational player, in my opinion, and it was a joy just to watch Joey play. Um, but when this team tries to run first, so so think back in your mind, 2020. So it, we're, what, 11 games in. Every single time, Titans game, Chiefs game, uh, probably a little bit of the Patriots game, this game, every time. Every time this team tries to run first, and I'm not, so listen, don't don't automatically back down and like tweet me like, but Joe, they passed on the first play of the game. Well, that means nothing to me. I'm not talking about the first play of the game. I'm talking about when they're trying to, to find a rhythm. When this team goes or tries to run first, they lose all semblance of rhythm and flow and they become extremely predictable. Extremely predictable. And more importantly, when it, as it pertains to becoming predictable, Josh Allen almost gets completely disconnected from the flow of the football game. I think Josh Allen is one of those quarterbacks or is going to be in his career where unless it's a situation where you're handing the ball off and every single time the dude touches the ball, the, the running back touches the ball, he's getting six, eight, ten yards. And it's just like a marathon day where it's like, we're just going to get the ball to the back like Kansas City did against us. And like every time he run, touches the ball, he's going to get 13 yards. Unless that's a day like that for Josh Allen, Josh Allen might end up being a quarterback that has to throw the ball 35 to 40 times every football game to really feel the flow of a game. Think to yourself. And I would love, if there's an argument against that, if you can come up with a a real, sound, reasonable argument against what I'm saying, I would love to see it. Because we've seen it this year. Josh Allen, when he can find when he finds flow of a football game, is when he's standing back there in the pocket and he's taking command of the offense and he's throwing the ball around the yard. This team is a pass first football team. And as far as I'm concerned, the mafia should expect nothing less. We should stop with the whole when are we going to start running the ball? When are we going to be more balanced? When are we going to be? When, when is this old line going to learn how to how to run block? When you know? When are we going to pick between Devin Singletary and and Zach Moss? Let's just put that crap to bed. That's not who this football team is. They're just not. So just let it go, and stop asking for it. Not that the coaches are listening to it, but I wish the coaches would hear me now. This is a pass first team. Let's just pass. Secondly, the NFL is hard. Man, it is hard to win football games. And I'm not trying to give you coach speak because I know that that's one of the first things that Coach McDermott said today. Or I'm sorry, in the post game yesterday. It's hard to put teams away unless you have special players all over the football te- all over the football field. And even with special players, because the Chargers have a lot of special players, you need special coaches. It's hard to put teams away unless you've got special players all over the field and special coaches to go with them. If you don't think coaching matters, look at that Chargers football team. That team was not coached well at all, and they've not been coached well at all. And literally the difference between the 8-3 and three Buffalo Bills and the 3-8, and 4-8, and 4-7 and now, sorry, 4-7 and seven Los Angeles Chargers is coaching because that team should be much better. The Chargers have lost, I'm sorry, the Chargers, every, how do I want to say this? Every game that the Chargers have played in coming into this game, they had lost or they had been in by, uh, I'm having a hard time with this. All but one of the games coming into here were one possession games. That's why I want to say that. So, so every game that the, the Chargers came in, 10 games in, right? Nine of those games were single possession games at the final. Uh, two, one of them, two of them, they won. And then seven of them, they had lost. 
coming into this football game against the Bills, there was only one game where it was a two-possession game, and that was a win against Jacksonville. And now they've got a second two-possession game, a win against Jacksonville, and now a loss against the Buffalo Bills. Look, the NFL's hard. Anytime you can win a football game in this league, it means a lot. You're talking about the, the Patriots just beat the Cardinals. Don't ask me how. I, apparently, they're saying that Kyler Murray was hurt, but regardless, like that looked like an ugly football game, but it's a win. It's hard to win in the NFL. And sometimes it comes down to something simple like bad coaching decisions. There were numerous horrible coaching decisions in this football game, whether it was when they chose to run, how they chose to run, going forward on fourth down at certain times when they should have been kicking field goals and getting points. They're going to look back. They're on the plane. They were on the plane looking at this film or or talking to each other and, and probably kicking themselves over some of the bad decisions they make. Look, I like Anthony Lynn. And if you remember, Anthony Lynn was on this football team. He was a member of the staff and he was promoted when uh, Rex got fired, right? And and he became the interim head coach, I think, for one game. Look, Anthony, Anthony Lynn, is a, he seems like a super nice dude. I loved him in Hard Knocks. Uh, he's a guy you want to root for. Uh, I think he'd be an amazing uncle. But I'm super glad he's not my head coach or the head coach of my football team. That they just It just was not good. Like, Anthony Lynn is just not a great NFL head coach. And his staff shows it. Yes, he made a very difficult decision this week by moving his special teams coordinator to another position on the team, regardless of even that, like it, it didn't even necessarily help, but this team, the chargers team lost in that it, the bills get, the bills were just about gift wrapping it. And if the bills weren't gift wrapping it, the referees were, they were gift wrapping this football game for the chargers. Here you go, guys. It's right here. Just take it. And you know what I'm talking about? Because this, this was we talk about it a lot that this was the worst refereed game I've ever seen. Then it seems like every time we watch another one, it's one upped over the last one we saw. This one was really, really bad. It was, but anyways, I I digress. I like Anthony Lynn. As I said, he's a guy that you would love to root for. He's just not a guy you want to, you want coaching your football team. So I'm super thankful for Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott keeps his team relatively even keeled amidst chaos, and a lot of times this fi- this team finds its way in chaos into chaos. And McDermott leads him through it. Um, how whatever it is, whether it's the way he's set them up before before the games, through the season, whether it's the process, how processes processy he is, or whether it's their buy-in or their belief in each other, even when they make big mistakes, even when they make big mistakes, Sean McDermott has a knack for leading his players through chaos, and he does it well. That is literally the difference between winning one possession football games and losing one-possession football games. And we watched this Bills team for 20 years lose close games. Yes, they got blown out many times, but we saw them lose and not be able to finish. And I know what you're thinking now, because I'm thinking it too. Well, Joe, this team doesn't really know how to finish either. You're right. They hold on. I I wouldn't go as far as to say as they finish as, as much as it seems like they hold on, right? Thank God for the touchdown in the third quarter. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that the third quarter woes have necessarily gone away. But thank God that they were able to execute uh, whatever that was. It was like a nine-minute drive and got that touchdown in the third quarter of the opening. It was it was probably game-saving at that point in time. That probably put the game away for the Bills. What I want to do now is I want to move on to just basically, you know, offense, defense, special teams, yada, yada, yada. And I'm going to hit this quick. Oh, wait, I missed a point. <laughs> Sorry, I got I to gotta back up. At some point during the game, I, I wrote this note. Two teams that Two teams play each other that are both awful in the second half defensively. Who wins? Because <laughs> basically that's what this game amounted to. The Bills, as they showed that stat, I think probably all of you saw it, have given up more points uh, in the second half than any other team in the league, 167. And obviously a lot of the woes that the Chargers have felt have come in the second half as well. So literally at some point around there, I typed this note, if two teams play each other that are both awful in the second half defensively, who wins? Well, we found out yesterday that the Bills are the one that ones at least won that one. Special teams. Good, bad. I don't really have any bad. Andre Roberts set this team up all day with good field position. Um, I honestly don't know how he does not have a return for a touchdown yet. And every single person that wanted Andre Roberts off this football team, you probably need to just suspend yourself from speaking about NFL football or the Bills for a, a period of time. 30 days, I don't know, six weeks, something like that. Andre Roberts is 
clutch. He's the man. I think he's second right now in Pro Bowl Pro Bowl voting. He's going to go back. Well, there's no Pro Bowl this year, but he's going to get Pro Bowl honors this year. Uh, the dude is just he's just good. He's clutch. He's confident. He's got swag about him. He's real good. So offense, man, I loved the day that Zach Moss had. He had he had some really super solid runs at some very important times. That one first down that he got at like the eight minute mark, and I think we turned around and like I think Josh Young threw threw an interception right after it. Um, but he just was clutch. There were a couple times that uh, there was the, also the one run where he just refused to go down, and it was it was brought back on a holding call. The block that he threw, and a lot of people I tweeted about it because I know a lot of people missed it. He threw a block on Joey Bosa. Uh, for the for the Dawson Knox touchdown, so so Allen dropped back and 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 Zach Moss went from Allen's left, cut across his face to his right and chopped Joey Bosa perfectly, and uh, Knox was there for that touchdown. And hey, by the way, we had a Knox sighting, uh, caught that touchdown and scored, and it was great just to see him in the end zone. The Allen, the Josh Allen runs today were effective. Clearly, the one where he got twisted over and bent backwards. Don't want to see a lot of that, but it was good to see him come back in the game it was i was ready to throw up and like all my friends including jay spence were texting me like we're all gonna be sick uh it was good to see him come back in the game it was good to see him be effective uh clearly he ran around the corner on the one touchdown run that he had he had a little swagger in him he had a little bit of gamemanship gamesmanship which got called back for (laughs) sportsmanlike conduct i get it look he looked at the guy spun the ball whatever but i have seen what about the dudes that wave at people as they go in the end zone? Tyreek Hill yesterday did a backflip before he hit the end zone. So he turns around on the one-yard line and does a backflip into the end zone. Like, guys get up and spin the ball all the time. Give me a break, right? Can we just not Can we just not do this stuff as far as the refs go? I loved the creative option play to Beasley. When Beasley was kind of running that weird little like motion thing where he came across Josh's face, spun around his left side, went back to the other side. I was like, something's up. Like <laughs> clearly something. This I've never seen this before. So they put that on tape and then Beasley had a wide open Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis had himself a day too. Gabriel Davis had himself a day. I love this kid. Um, Gabe, I don't know if you listen to my show. I'd love to have you on my show sometime, but uh, you know, I'm excited for your future with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, the, the 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 Chargers defense jumped off sides. Josh Allen saw it, came back. To me, that was a big progression moment for Josh as well. We haven't seen this, I don't want to say yet, but we haven't seen it a whole lot yet from Josh Allen where he's caught the defense off sides. He did, it, he did one other thing too today, or I'm sorry, in this football game. Uh, he So in this play, the defense jumps off sides. Josh Allen steps back and then chucks it down the field to Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis catches it, and we get the long pass play on a free play, which was amazing. Allen also caught the defense with 12 men on the field. He did the old Tom Brady, where the defensive player was running off the field. Allen, in the shot, like the replay, you saw him looking straight at the guy and then call for the ball. The ball was snapped, and they caught the guy or caught them, the charges with 12 men on the field. These are progression moments for Josh Allen. Don't don't overlook these. Like don't miss these progression moments. These are the things that make savvy veteran quarterbacks. And Josh Allen, despite not playing the best game of his season, despite, you know, being a little bit out of sorts, being a little bit, you know, it's it's Josh Allen seems to be the tale of two coins. He either plays with a lot of rhythm, plays with a lot of moxie, plays with a lot of just poise or he just kind of is herky-jerky in his game. And this was one of those games where he was just kind of out there. But again, I think, and people can disagree, you're allowed. That's That's what the best part is about all of this is you're allowed to disagree. I think this, I think if, if they would just focus on being a pass first offense, Josh Allen would find rhythm all the time and he would never lose it. Like, I think he would be a rhythm passer and then they could sprinkle in and catch defenses with the run and smash him in the face and like surprise him. Use the pass to set up the run with that. Like the more we get Lee Smith in the game, the more we're going to get to play Lee Smith bingo. Joe, what's Lee Smith bingo? Well, Lee Smith bingo is every time Lee Smith is in the game, we're going to run the ball. (laughs) If we can do it at home, I promise you the defensive players that are on the field see it as well. Oh my God, the big 85 guys in the the game. Guess what? They're running the football. Like literally Lee Smith bingo. Like every time Lee Smith is in the game going forward, if he plays, I want everybody to tweet bingo, Lee Smith bingo. Like somebody yell at first. I should probably start giving out prizes for the Lee 
Smith bingo game. Uh, every time Lee Smith is in the game, I think but once uh, in this football game, we ran it. So Lee Smith bingo when we're trying to force the run. So to me, that's just funny. That's a that's a bad moment. So good and bad. That'd be bad. Through throughout this football game. Uh, in my opinion, there was a lot of suspect play calls. I don't want to get into them. There was just a lot of times where it was like, what, 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 what are we doing? And I know you felt that at home too. And as I mentioned at the top, the offensive line play was just poor. It just wasn't great. Mitch Morris was all over the football field. He was running all over the place. He was blocking downfield. He had, he put in a great effort. Um, again, the guard play on this team is atrocious. Now, clearly, Feliciano did better today than any of the guard play play we have seen kind of coming into this game. But Joey Bosa and was fit to be tied. I mean, he was just he was eating there was a couple times he was unblocked. Like it just the offensive line has to be better. The offensive line has to play better. And not and, and I think the most discouraging thing for me with this offensive line is they didn't pass block well today either, which has been a strength, as I said earlier. That's been a strength for this football team. Three turnovers in seven plays. Uh, the words I have or the word I have is awful. Three three turnovers in seven plays. Literally, the only word for that is awful. You just you just. Devin Singletary has that breaks off that really great run uh, and then fumbles the football. Josh Allen fumbles the snap and then Josh Allen, you know, has that bad pick off of his back back foot and it just, like I said earlier, you know, there's there's times in a game with this football team where you're like, that's it, that's that's the play that that's the play that's going to lose this game for us. And luckily, the defense and I'm going to transition to the defense. The defense had its moments. It had its moments, but it also had its moments like this defense is slowly slowly returning to form it is amazing to me this defense was up and down and say what you want about them you can complain you can you can celebrate you can say you want to see more this defense was up and down in this football game but they played very well at critical times very very well when when we needed a stop they they got it and yes at the same time there was there was just as many times that this defense (laughs) <laughs> facing your hands going ugh but 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 a couple things for me every it seemed like every single throw or almost every throw in this football game was contested the defensive backs were very aggressive i was super surprised almost to the point of it, it seeming like it was an insult to keenan allen that they did not shadow keenan allen with trey white they allowed keenan to kind of line up over the field all over the field and left trey on his side, on the right side of the defense. They just said, you know what, Trey, play your spot, and it is what it is, which actually put Keenan Allen every time he was in the slot against Teron Johnson, which to me, if I'm any football team that has Keenan Allen on it and you're going to give me Teron Johnson against Keenan Allen, I'm going to take that play not only every time, but I'm going to line up that way every single time. For whatever reason, the Chargers did not. And Herbert, you know, the defense kept this, kept this young guy a little bit kind of, like on edge he wasn't literally off I mean he threw for 316 yards and that includes the big long Hail Mary pass at the end of the game which we'll get to but by and large you know his his completion percentage was way down he had a very bad day completion percentage he was hurried a lot but this kid man I don't want to get there yet like Herbert impressed me today Herbert was fun to watch and I'm excited I'm excited I'll get there in a minute it's amazing to me I'm gonna this is where this is where I want to go it's amazing to me how porous the Buffalo Bills defense can be like literally it's amazing to me how bad they can play at times and give up 12 yard runs, 13 yard runs, give up, you know, uh, third down conversions that are like third and 16 or third and 12, usually out of the slot over to Ron Johnson. It's amazing to me how this team, this defense can allow football teams opposing NFL football teams to basically go down the field field at will yet they still don't give up or haven't over the last several weeks give up a lot of points. Bend but don't break was a phrase that was coined kind of in the 90s, the late 80s and 90s. Oh, it's a bend but don't break defense. And I remember always having a picture in my mind, like a bend but don't break. That really makes sense. I hate it. I'm not a big fan of it. I'd rather see a suffocating defense like the 85 Bears uh, or some of the, the defenses that the Patriots, Patriots have put on the field in the last 20 years. 
but bend but don't break and it's like it's it's been adopted by a lot of football teams but you get this picture in your mind right you get this picture of a palm tree right in, in a hurricane a palm tree is like bent straight over it's it's bending and, it, and it's taking the brunt of the force but it doesn't break and what it, what it means by it doesn't break is you know we we, we don't eat, we, we don't let you score touchdowns we're going to hold you to three points or we're going to get that timely turnover whenever we need it the Buffalo Bills 2020, the 2020 Buffalo Bills version of a bend but don't break defense is a little bit different. Like the Buffalo Bills <laughs> bend but don't break defense, which it clearly is, is more of a rubber band. <laughs> I get a picture of like one of the bigger rubber bands, like one that you would like put around a giant box that you can like stretch out. Like if you like stretch your arms all the way out and it like stretches real easy, it's like, hey, look at this thing. It stretches all over the place. It doesn't break, but look at it stretch. Look at how easily it stretches. It stretches everywhere. Like that to me is like the Buffalo Bills defense in 2020. Like <laughs> I'm not as much as I'm making light of it. I don't like it. Like I'm not. I, I prefer the I prefer the palm tree in the sand. Like the the palm tree that like refuses to go down and is bent over from the hurricane force wind. Versus like yeah anybody can bend this thing. Like look at it. Just stretch it. Just go ahead. Stretch it. Like <laughs> does that make sense with anybody? Like I'm sorry. I'm a creative and like things pop in my head and I see things sometimes visually. And that's just the visualization that I get with that. There are just many times that this run defense is just bad. It's just bad. Like (laughs) it's just, it's just not good. Yo, like as much as we, it's funny because as much as we wonder why our offense even tries to run the ball, I'm perplexed as to why teams even pass against us. Like if you're out there and like, you know, and, and you're like handing the ball off to your running back and he's ripping off 12 yard runs and he's ripping off eight yard runs and he's ripping off six yard runs. Why wouldn't you just hand the ball off every down like the Chiefs did against us? Why even throw it? Like, why get yourself in trouble? Because the pass defense has always been very good for in a Sean McDermott defense. Like, that's what they want you to do. So why do teams come into the in, in, into these games against the Bills and like, we're going to pass on them like they should run against us? Don't you think? I mean, as much as they got some huge stops on fourth down in this football game. And let's keep in mind, those runs were straight up the middle, like head smashers, which we've seen as Buffalo Bills fans forever, fourth and one or third and one or second one, third and one, fourth and one. And we're just like smashing them right in the face, right up the middle. They were having a lot of success where the Chargers getting outside. And for some reason, when they got into some of these important moments, they were running straight up the middle, like it just bad coaching. It's just bad coaching, whatever you want to do. Um, also when the defense, when the bills defense blitzed for the most part, Herbert handled it well. And this is where I want to talk about Herbert a little bit. And this show is going to be really long today. I haven't even gotten to reading the text yet or yeah, reading the tweets. (laughs) Sorry. Herbert to me, I'm excited to see this kid play football, uh, for a very long time. And at the very same time that I tell you that I'm excited to watch this kid play football, I am super glad that he is in the AFC West with Pat Mahomes and Derek Carr, because for me, Thinking about him being in the AFC East is quite simply just something that I don't want to think about. So the fact that like him and Mahomes are going to like figure out some way to cancel each other out every year and like we're going to only have to see them one of them possibly in the playoffs. Like there's not many times we're going to see them both in the playoffs as our team is coming up and their teams are coming up as soon as that excuse me as soon as that team finds itself a quality NFL head coach with the talent they have on that team. Austin Eckler, Joey Bosa. Uh, you know, clearly uh, the, the Herbert kid, Hunter Henry, like they're going to be a very, very good football team. The fact that those two teams, them and the Chiefs are going to cancel each other out. I like it. Like, let's keep, let's keep both those guys. Can we, in, in fact, can we ship all the good quarterbacks into like that division? <laughs> so, so that the Bills can have the easiest possible path. This kid looked like a season, season vet. Like he doesn't have, and I talked about it. Uh, it was either on the Humpty Hotline or in my preview show, maybe both where, you know, Josh Allen came into this league as a project. And, and it took him three years to get to where he is. Herbert came into the league basically at the same point Josh Allen is now. This kid is just poised in the pocket. He's super smart. He rarely makes mistakes. Yes, I know he threw an interception, but he rarely makes mistakes. He just, even when he's being blitzed, he drifts to his right to, or his left long enough for a player to get open, and then he finds the player open down the field. It was a joy to watch. It was just super impressive. I just loved his moxie. Uh, it was the first time I really got to see him play. Uh, and even though the Bills, I feel, did have him a little bit confused at times and kind of threw, th- threw, threw some things at him that he wasn't sure of, that maybe slowed the clock down in his mind a little bit, I was really impressed by the kid. Like, the kid has a great future in the NFL. Uh, another joy to watch was Bosa, as I said. Um, his attitude is something that I think this Bills defense needs. Um, 
Bosa was playing out of his mind in this football game. And I would love to find I would love for the Bills to find a guy like that. You know, the Cam Jordan, the 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 Khalil Mack, the you know, Joey Bosa, just the guy that takes over teams on defense. Yes, the the pieces around him are good too, but there's the one guy that Aaron Donald that you know defenses have to focus on, and no matter how much they focus on him, they can't stop him. And that was Bo- Joey Bosa in this football game. It was impressive. However, I want to talk for a brief moment. Can we just talk about AJ Klein coming to life on this defense? I AJ again, just like Gabriel. I don't know if you listen to this show. I doubt that you do. If you do, first thing I want to say is I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that I trashed you. I'm sorry that I dogged you. I'm sorry that I said the things about you that I said. Please forgive me and please keep playing the way that you're playing because AJ, this kid is coming to life. He's finding his groove. He's finding his rhythm. I don't think this is a situation where uh, he's getting lost on the defense, meaning that, that, that opposing offenses are having to pay attention to other players so much that it's just leaving AJ Klein by by himself uh, and he's not being accounted for. I, yes, I think there's a scheme issue in the sense of like the way that they're scheming him has been different the last three games that he's played well. However, AJ Klein is beginning to play with confidence. He had that huge third down stop, huge third down stop on a tackle that he has missed several times this year. Uh, and and then and then you see guys kind of feed off of that and you know Trey when when Trey uh, trades the pick when we were when we were giving the ball away to the Chargers every other play it seemed like you know Trey slides and he comes off of his guy and slides in front of I believe it was Hunter Henry and steals the ball just to see like the defense begin to find itself again right it, it was just tremendous and then <laughs> and this is where I'm going to land and leave and then we see what we've seen already two weeks ago right so we see the selfish play by the defensive backfield on the jump ball again so they gave up they gave up the stupid hail mary play to d hop they gave up another one that was called back on a penalty so that's two in a row that 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 they gave up and then there was a third one at the end of this football game and literally i think there was five of them there was five defensive backs down there all of them trying to catch the football all of them trying to get a raise basically is what they come down that was the moment where the ball was in the air and it's like i'm about to get a raise not, hey, can we win this football game? No, it was, I'm about to get a raise. I want to play something for you real quick. But before I do, let me just set it up. So this is literally, there's been many times, uh, at least since I've done this podcast or started doing this podcast, that I have felt like Sean McDermott says the right things. So he says the things that we need him to say, and it's a recognition of the stuff that we see or the things that we feel about this football game or about this football team. However, it goes unchecked. So McDermott's like, yep, got it, see it. Next game, we see it again. And then it's like, yep, got it, see it. Next game, we see it again. And this is literally that moment. So so two weeks ago after the Hail Mary, uh, Vic Carucci was questioning Sean McDermott, and he got a little upset when asked or pressed about had he could he have done something different to prepare his team. This is what he said. Think back to how it was set up. Vic Carucci asking the question. Is there anything that you think could have been different other than the outcome of the play in how it was defended? Or could you have done any better than that? I mean, yeah, of course. I, I, mean, I mean, what do you no, I, honestly, Immediately takes offense. Any better? Of course I could have done better. You, I, meant, I meant in terms of the – okay. That, that's what I was yeah, – I mean, there's always that's, – that's why I said what I said that when I came in here. The very first question I said, you're always, as a coach, you always think about what we could, could have done differently. Mm, mm. That's the very first thing I said. What, what could I have done differently? What could we have done differently? Right? You ask the players the same questions. I'm, I'm, we got great knock it down. guys in this locker room. What could we have done differently? Knock it down. the same thing. Knock the ball down. Knock it down. Can't be intercepted there it is. in that situation. Knock the ball down. Mm. Right? So at the end of the day, give them the credit. They made a special play. Mm. At the end of Thank the day. you, Sean. At the end of the day, give them credit. They made a special play. Let's not take into consideration the fact that, like, all we had to do was knock the ball down and it's game over. But no, we're looking to intercept the football. On the last play of a football game, this was a similar situation. Not e- like not even one game, like the next game, not even one game removed. I guess maybe that's what that means. One game removed. It was fourth down. It was fourth down. They had just thrown a Hail Mary ball to the end zone. They had just thrown a Hail Mary. They got called back. Herbert throws another one. 
There's three or four defensive players down there, all of them with their mitts out in come-to-me fashion. Oh, come-to-me ball so I can pad my stats and get that game-winning interception or that, that game-sealing interception. Let's, let's, uh, let's not lose sight of the fact that if they catch that ball, we have worse field position get taking the ball back if they then if they just knock it down so we find ourselves in the exact same position one game later you just lost a heartbreaker in a season where that one loss might make a huge freaking difference and it's pretty obvious that prior to that play after the very the, the previous play was a Hail Mary probably not coming off of the Cardinals game. There wasn't a whole lot of focus and there was no conversation on the field prior prior to that play of, you know what? It's fourth down, everybody. It's fourth down. They need this play. If the ball comes to you, knock it down. Okay? Does everybody... We're going to knock this one down, right? We're all on the same page. Yeah, okay. We we talked about this, right? We we talked about it with Coach. We talked about it with with, with Coach Frazier. We talked about it with Coach McDermott. We we talked about it with everybody, right? Like, so we remember what happened two weeks ago. We're going to knock this one down. Ball gets launched in the air by Herbert. What happens? They don't knock it down. And I think that's my... If I have a criticism for this football game, the thing that like annoyed me, it was probably that. I'll you know what? I watch football. I watch the Bills. And the reason the reason that I that it's entertainment, right? It's it it removes us from the real world and the grind and COVID and all the crap that we go through. And we need if if it's one of the reasons that I don't my wife graduated from OSU from Ohio State from the Ohio State University. My kids were born at the Ohio State University Hospital. I lived in Columbus, Ohio for 13 years. It's a huge reason why and if you're an Ohio State fan, I'm I'm not trying to offend you. It's the reason why I can't watch college football. Like I don't understand how fans of OSU in particular or teams like that, but primarily OSU get excited for a game against Akron where they're going to win 78 to nothing. It's like that's not fun for me. Like, I want the emotion. I want the ups and downs. I want the ebbs and flows. I want all of that stuff that comes with being a Bills fan. I want the drama. I want all of it, right? But this is just one of those things. Like, if you're going to tell me you're going to correct it, if you see, yes, I could have done something better. Like, I could have coached better. I could have prepared my team better. I could have done many things just to be better and for us to be better and for us to have been more successful on that last play if you're going to say that then at least commit to doing it so in the very next game when the same situation happens because we saw this last year with the offense at least if you're going to say it do it right and that's just kind of where I'm kind of at with this whole thing like three Hail Marys have been completed in a row on this football team right now I don't need to see that ever again like I don't know what the percentages are as far as Hail Mary passes but like I'm done with the Hail Marys like forever Like the next time I see somebody try to Nate Clements the ball and jump up and catch it instead of knocking the freaking thing down and securing a victory, securing the play, whatever it is you got to do, I'm probably going to pull what's left of my hair out. So that's my passion moment for this thing. And we're going to transition now. I don't know how we're going to transition off that, but I just wanted to bring that to your attention uh, just because some of you may have missed it uh, in the postgame presser. And and he was not asked about it in yesterday's postgame pressure presser uh he was asked about brian winters who he said i I believe he said he felt was coming along nicely um okay uh but uh he was not asked about the jump ball that was completed again uh so he was let off the hook by but by vic and special shout out to vic who is the og uh vic's been around a long time and we love vic carucci he is the man let's do this so let's transition finally uh to reading the reading of the official reading of the tweets and we, we we now have a sponsor for this segment. So I don't have a name. I got a cool name for the Saturday show for, or for the Sunday pregame show, which is the Bills Mafia Time to Shine, like brought to you by Ambit Design. So the Bills Mafia Time to Shine brought to you by Ambit, Ambit Design, where, you know, you bring your takes and you send them to me and like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play them on the air and respond to them. And it's freaking awesome. The reading of the tweets thing, like there's no way, like I love this part of my show, but there's like no way to, <laughs> there's literally no way to like coin here's this is what i got if you're listening to this show right now and you follow me on facebook or you follow me the overreaction sports on facebook or you follow me on twitter if you can come up with a cool name for this segment of my show because i love it like the reading of the tweets section the overreaction tweet section segment of the show like i'll jump on it if maybe i'll send you something i'll send you a gift or something but if you can come up with a cool name because i have been unable to do so 
But with that, this is the reading of your tweets portion of the Overreaction Bills podcast brought to you by Ambit Design. Your logo and brand is supposed to represent who your business is and help you stand out against your competitors. Does your branding do that? If not, reach out to Ambit Design and they'll help you build a brand that actually works. Matt Gavenda from Bills Mafia. That's right. The dude is Bills Mafia and so is his company is ready to help you get on this right now. Go to AmbitDesign.com and say hi hashtag go bills you you can also call him at 765-507-9219 765-507-9219 and if you're old school and you just want to email the guy matt g at ambitdesign.com that email address again is am uh, matt g at ambitdesign.com so this is it let the reading of the tweets commence <laughs> sorry i'm super lame i know um i gotta figure out like there's a lot dude like there are a ton this week like you guys you guys came to play i legit got people like in my dms going good luck this week you got a lot <laughs> i actually have a couple dms first one uh is from liam p uh at liam p uh it was tough it was a tough second half to watch but i'm happy we won obviously defense the defense looked pretty solid at times as with the offense but not much not as much uh the defense played better than the offense did today i don't think uh that is arguable is it you tell me the voice uh he's talking to me there can't be mad at josh allen he wants to make plays and is going to whiff on a few he makes plenty of plays to set off the bat to, to offset the bad i agree with that bro totally uh all in all we could have won by 20 if the offense was clicking how could i forget to mention the damn herbert hotmail <laughs> Uh, he says the damn defense needs to learn how to defend that cry, defend that. And then he gives me the crying face emoji. I am in agreement. Uh, totally. So my guy, so, uh, the next one is from, uh, Dave Thorpe at Saxa Dave, my guy, Saxa Dave. I love this guy. So he sent me, uh, his hot take. Dude's got a smokingly like warm and awesome British voice, by the way, ladies, if you're listening, uh, Dave Thorpe is Bill's mafia and he's in, uh, in the UK. Uh, wow. I lied about a stress-free win. It's a win, which is great, but WTF. Two Hail Marys in consecutive weeks. Three timeouts, or three turnovers, rather, in seven plays. On the whole, D played well versus a very good offense. True story. Uh, AJ Klein, I'm sorry, and thank you. Man, this guy's right right up in me. Uh, we, we talked about the same stuff. Chargers lost this more uh, more than more than we won. Again, for me, that's coaching. He said the Chargers lost this game more than we won it. He's right. Second half was uh, mostly absolute trash. It was all it was borderline unwatchable. C Dub at Chris Wells seventy three, sloppy. Holy crap balls! Oh so sloppy in the second half. If the Chargers were coached better, the Bills would have been in, would have really been in trouble. A win's a win, but man, they need to get more pressure on the QB. It's so true. It's so and 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 the funny thing is is like. Uh, 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 Jerry Hughes is playing out of his mind. Like Jerry Hughes is playing good football, which is great. Uh, Justin Morello at just into picks. We had some bad penalties called on us. The one against Moss for unsportsmanlike, con- con- unsportsmanlike conduct. That was a garbage penalty. Like he got up and just dropped the football and they threw a flag on him. Come on. That game was ours from the start and the refs kept making it close. The turnovers, I think, uh, were uh, was the offense just being rusty from the bye week. We'll be fine from here on out. I don't think it's rushed for the bye week. A lot. I saw that on Twitter a bunch. I don't think it's rust from the bye week. I literally, literally believe that the problem with this situation as far as this goes is I think the Bills are a pass-first offense, and Josh Allen needs that rhythm. I think he needs that pass-first rhythm offense uh, for him to look the way that he's supposed to look or the way that he wants to look or the way that we want him to look. T. Estelle, uh, my girl, at T-E-E-S-T-E-L-L. Okay, look, why, why, and why is the refs calling unsportsmanlike conduct on Moss? And why didn't Josh get a call? It's true. Uh, but we won. I'm good, I guess. And that's kind of where I think we're all kind of right there. Nate Reichert at Nate underscore Reichert 18. Feels good to have football back. John B, John Brown being out is going to hurt our offense a lot more than I thought. Play calling today was bad. I don't know why we keep trying to hammer the run when it's not working. AJ Klein continues to impress me even after giving up a TD. AJ Klein, he's coming to life, yo. Chuck Ash, Ab, Abshagen, 7-3. So I apologize for butchering your name, at Chuck Abshagen, uh, A-B-S-H-A-G-E-N. The pick and two fumbles had me worried some. Before the game, I had the Bills locking up the division after week 16, after the week 16 game. After today's game, I'm 50-50 on that, though, or on that thought. Offense has to get it together, put it together a little bit more. They definitely need to tighten up some more on offense. They need to find who they are. And I know that there's been a lot contested, a lot of conversation about identity. They need to find an identity on offense, and they need to be better on that old line. Still, two weeks, two weeks they had to work on it, and I'm not sure they discovered what the problems were. 
Joshua Vincent at Wumpus13. <laughs> Love that name. Uh, this team and Josh Allen are great, but not consistently great. We still have flaws, many of which are coachable. I'd like to see the O-line play together more so we can get some consistency. This team is not, or this team is good enough to win, sorry, a Super Bowl, but we won't get there if we don't put in the work. It's true. They need to play tighter. They need to play as a team. Sportsfan723 at Bill's Ride or Die. Frustrated, but the D stepped up big today. Frustration comes from lesser competition staying in games and the Bills uh, closing, not closing, or the Bills not closing out games. Example, up 24 to 6 to the Chargers, right down the field for a touchdown and a two point conversion. Game should be done there. It should be over. Hashtag coaching. Bro, I'm right there with you. It's true. Like the amount of times that we've seen the Bills make a mistake or do something and allow the and then allow not only on one occasion, sometimes back to back drives, march right down the field quickly and score on us. It's it's definitely rough. Nate Reichert, uh Nate underscore record eighteen. I think he's already uh I think he's already so he's got two in here. I'm forever traumatized by uh by a late a late second Hail Mary. Uh, so apparently he felt felt the need to, to tweet me twice, which is great. Keep him coming. Uh Pamela at Pamadonna. Great fan, uh, friend and fan of the show. Well, I got my tree decorated th- during the third quarter. <laughs> she puts LOL. I don't think that's what we want to hear, Pam. Love seeing Davis shine today, but the team still the team still aren't playing uh, to their full potential. We have the weapons. We have the coaches. We should be better, period. And I'd love to throw those refs through a table. Wouldn't we all? Richard Rush, my guy. Richard at Richard Rush. Richard R. Rush, too. Big time happy for the win. Got to watch it with the kingpin. Sort of. He was live. I can fix the third quarter. Cut out the dumb plays, please. Overall, minus one run and one Hail Mary. Yet again, the D played good. I'll take the W. Dude, I'm gonna take the W every time. Don't give me don't 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 misunderstand what I'm trying to tell you. I will take the W every single time. They don't ask you. When the playoffs start, they don't they don't go, so how did you win that last how did how did you win week eleven? Oh, is that how you okay, right? No, they're just like, What's your record? You're in. So I'll take the W every time. Connor Dick, Dickinson at uh, Connor underscore Dick, uh, Dickinson. A whirlwind of emotions, peaks and valleys going back and forth. Def- the defense showed that it can make key stops. Josh was efficient enough. Still dangerous handling, uh, handling the ball. Handling the ball. Nice that we found a semblance of a running game. Need to find consistency if we want to make a push in January. I honestly, I've said it a bunch of times. I think... We need to be better at the run. Yes, I'm not going to say that we can get there on the run game that we have. The run needs to be better, but we need to focus on using the pass to set up the run and not be into this whole world of like committing to the run. Like, let's commit to the run. Like, I don't think we need to do that. My guy, Matt Gavenda, Bills Mafia, owner of Ambit Design, who sponsors this segment of the show. Uh, You can find him at, at Matt underscore Gavenda. So despite the offense laying an egg on a lot of levels, the defense played well and held down a pretty talented Chargers offense. After that bad of a uh, that bad of a fourth quarter, I'm happy the Bills snuck out a win. Games get ugly all the time. Just keep winning, baby. And he's right. Chris Frampton uh, at C underscore F A or sorry, I thought it was A like and then the sentence started. It's actually AJ Klein. Got me. <laughs> AJ Klein halftime adjustments on the season. Running game was finally on point. Hopefully we can keep that going. I still get concerned with our passing game when Brown is out. He makes a huge difference. We are 8-3 and three going into the prime time versus the 49ers. Bring it on, baby. And the 49ers put a game uh, on the Rams. I don't know what the, the final score of that game was, but they put a game on the Rams. Uh, Tommy Rhodes at I am Tommy R. Rhodes. They had two weeks to fix the O-line. Two weeks! And I'm yet afraid, and yet I'm afraid the 172 rushing yards will fool them into believing that they've self-corrected. One thing I did not give you guys in this episode is stats, and that's simply because of uh, how long this episode has been thus far. I'm sure you've gotten all the stats you need uh, from some of the other shows, whether it's Joe Marino's show or whoever, Anthony Marino's show or whoever else's show you're watching so or listening to. Diego at Bills Fan in Spain. Welcome into the show, uh, Bills Fan in Spain, all the way across the pond. At Joe Miller Wired, WTF is happening with this team. Where's their focus and discipline? I'm happy about the W, but the performance does not encourage optimism. Good game by both linebackers, though. He's right. You are absolutely right. Tommy Rhodes. Uh, he sent me another one. <laughs> I am Tommy Rhodes. I got people like sending me multiple now. Can someone please explain to me why winners are still starting on this football team? Uh, bro, nobody can. Ranting Ron. So Ranting Ron's got his own show. So check out at Ranting Ron 716. Never in doubt to me. Once up 24 to 6, felt it was over. Never trailed and handed Chargers their biggest loss of the season so far. By the way, just in case anybody's wondering, Ron is a great guy. And Ron is forever the optimist for sure. So that 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 tweet to me does not surprise me. Uh, 
Tommy Rhodes with his third uh, text to me. I am Tommy. He, he had to get it all out. I am Tommy R. Rhodes. This win has me feeling dirty. I'm glad we won, but I still feel bad about it. Uh, like I need to go to confession, and I'm not even Catholic. That is, That might be – I'm going to retweet that. That's like <laughs> – <laughs> that's the best one of the day so far salvatore espinoza at el pinche sal interesting if opponents just threw hail mary's all game the bills would lose every single game it feels like it uh cole we're get, about to get into a, a string of like similar feelings cole catalan at cc85 hail mary ptsd that's all he said my guy brian bowers brian anthony at b underscore easy four well, this game had no business being close. I was pretty spot on with my takes on this game, but the stupid turnovers by the Bills offense kept the score from getting where it could have been. The Bills had three turnovers in this football game. Let's not underestimate, undervalue, or I don't even know what the word is. Like, look past the fact that the Bills, it was three to one in turn, turn, uh, turnover different, differential. Like, that's not good. Uh, bottom line, they better clean things up or and quick or they're one and done in the playoffs. Well, they're going to hopefully be having a home game in the playoffs. Paul M. Tierman, uh, at Paul M. Tiernan, one. We need to learn how to defend against the Hail Mary. I think there's a theme here. Uh, da, 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 da. Brian Anthony, my, my guy Brian Bowers, back in for a second time. By the way, voice, what did I say about Justin Herbert once tape gets out there on him following more games played? Seems like the Bills made him look like a rookie, just like the Dolphins did. I'm just saying. So Herbert, like I said, struggled a little bit in his uh, decision-making, and there was a lot of drops, which potentially could be where his he was placing the ball, his ball placement. His completion percentage was down. However, the dude threw for 316 yards against us. Uh, and that did include a Hail Mary at the end. Dan Wojinski at Danny Wojo. Uh, sloppy second half. SWAT don't catch. Better play calling. Bogus penalties. That uh, Hail Mary thing's coming in quite a bit. So uh, this was funny. Um, I, <laughs> I kept getting <laughs> I kept getting gifts from Mitchell Willoughby at Mike Stro 20. And I said, I need words, bro. He said, I feel relieved, especially with the fourth quarter performance. So And he was sending me out, like emojis of the guys like, or gifts of the guys sweating heavy breathing all that kind of stuff which is awesome zach vaughn at z vaughn 2712 i will never uh, not cringe during a hail mary attempt again <laughs> john fina john fina coming into the show at john fina so yes this is the former left tackle for the super bowl buffalo bills in the 90s i feel emotionally unsatisfied somewhat betrayed and vaguely vexed john fina in the show jumping up into uh into my mentions here uh dan at buffalo dan 12 dan uh, very happy with the win. Be very slop. Uh, be very Ben. Very sloppy play, but very sloppy play coming off the bye week. I'd agree with that, Dan. So I'm going to read that again. Very happy with the win, but very sloppy play coming off the bye week. Total total agreement. Total total agreement. Jimmy uh, Zolnowski at Jimmy Boz. A lot of new guys in the show. So welcome in all of you who are uh, contributing to the show today. Have we stopped a two point conversion this year? I don't actually have that information. If we were on the Humpty Hotline right now, somebody would be able to jump in and tell me. Uh, but that's actually a very super duper good question. Austin at Austin Netty 28. At this point, I'm surprised any team playing against us doesn't toss it all the way down the field every single play. The only thing we should be practicing for the next week is a Hail Mary defense. You're beginning to see a pattern. The Fooch at Tony Fucci. Defense made some timely plays, but I still feel like they could be a liability for a serious playoff run. O-line looked shaky. You can say that again, Fooch. Jack Nealon at jnealon41. Defense stepped up, but offense was shaky. Still have not had a complete game offensively and defensively. P.S. to coaching staff. Need more height in secondary and or why isn't Hesman Edmonds jumping for the jump balls? Put Davis and Knox back there, please. Please. Uh, almost done. D.H. or D.J.H. at look at me 714 uh, Would like some easy wins sometime soon. And I'll add in there, please. RK fast at RK fast Two. all he said was tired of this I've got one more for you but I gotta navigate over to uh oh did I just get an extra one? Oh, two seconds two seconds uh I did not so I gotta jump over to my other mentions and my dotty 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 here it is uh and this last one comes from Alan Diggs 2028 and three uh and his handle if I can find it uh is at billswin 716 gotta navigate back down to it and he sent me a dm as well joe i feel good about this win we saw a spark in the run game an amazing game from gabe davis and the defense played extremely well when it counted 
Plus, Cole Beasley has my vote for backup quarterback. <laughs> we managed to escape disaster with Josh's ankle and won the game. I'll, I think that's his knee, by the way. Uh, I'll see that helm. I'll see that hell Mary in my dreams over and over again. Nightmares is what she should have said tonight. But I'll be very thankful that Anthony Lynn is the worst coach in football when it comes to clock management. We saw a lot of mistakes from Josh today, but overall, I'm walking away from this game with a really good feeling. Go Bills which is stinking awesome. With that, those are your tweets. Uh, so enter cool name for segment here, brought to you by Ambit Design. You can find Ambit Design at ambitdesign.com. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to thank you so much for once again tuning in to the Overreaction Bills podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Miller, the voice of the Overreaction Bills Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired, and you can find the show sponsors. Please, please, my show sponsors are Bills Mafia. They're not giant corporations. I mean, look, get a hold of John Spascheck at five or sorry, 716-5703. 298 get a hold of my guy matt over at ambit design let me, let me get let me get you his number again where's he at uh matt over at ambit design you can reach him at the number is 765-507-9219 as always i appreciate you guys being a part of this show i appreciate you guys listening do me a favor whatever platform you're listening to uh, uh subscribe uh retweet rate comment uh, do all that stuff tell a friend if you enjoy this show please share it but i appreciate you guys the buffalo bills are eight and three they're charging for the playoffs they're making hopefully putting together whatever it is that they need to put together to get this offense consistent to get this defense consistent to get this team ready uh, for what we hope is a deep playoff run and i'm going to say this for me my expectations coming into the season was progress from josh allen Got it. I've seen all that I need to see from Josh Allen. And my next goal was to win the AFC East and win a playoff game. If the Bills get that, to me, this 2020 year is a, is a su successful season. Do I believe that the Bills can put it together and make a run? I do. I'd love to see it. But let's just keep our expectations in check. Let's understand who this football team is, where they're going, and the pieces that they're still probably missing, especially in an opt-out year. Uh, but uh, keep the hopes up. Keep the keep 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 the energy up, Bills Mafia faithful, as our team continues to work on the areas that they need to work on. But with that, I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, as always, go Bills.